Welcome to the That's Good Broncos podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I don't know if you guys need that, but you can pop it in uh, in any of the episodes. Here's the full read. Week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three. There is no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week three, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? You can't. Don't worry, if football's not for you, DraftKings is giving all of you MMA fans the same great offer to use for this weekend's UFC 253. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week three, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use the promo code DNVR during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Well, you're back to the That's Good Broncos podcast. I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys, and That's Good Broncos is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can use the code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings, and they will give you a once-in-a-lifetime exclusive offer to turn $1 into $100. Uh, so make sure you use the code DNVR with DraftKings when you're signing up. You've got Broncos, Buccaneers this weekend. Buccaneers favored by six points. So as a as a homer, as a homer who always <laughs> believes the Broncos can make things happen, I might be placing my bet on uh, the Broncos. Uh, obviously through DraftKings. So that's the spread there if you are into that sort of thing uh make sure you check it out baby and uh make sure you check it out baby is a, a line i'm going to pitch to DraftKings. like why don't you guys just go with make sure you check it out baby i want to see make sure you check it out baby on a billboard soon yeah maybe it's just because i have a baby like it's just a word that's always on my mind yeah i, well, I think verbally you have to say um that you just copyrighted that phrase or else anyone can take it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so be careful. What? You keep cut that out. Stuff, keep that stuff for the Patreon. Yes, 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 yes. No, no intellectual property. Yeah. Intellectual and property, two things you nobody walks away saying from our podcasts. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, Broncos, we've got, got an interesting game. We've got an interesting game this weekend. So we're going to preview Bucks, Broncos. Uh, Todd Davis landed somewhere. We'll touch on that. And uh, all the Broncos are still injured. They might get a little bit healthier this week. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll decide who's going to win based on not injuries because Bucks have the advantage there. So we'll dig deep in this episode to come up with reasons the Broncos can win. Uh, but let's start with old Todd Davis, famously released by the Broncos. Sort of the big surprise cut this preseason. Um, what, where is Todd Davis, Will? He signed a one-year deal with the Minnesota Vikings, which means he is back. Back. The head coach that he won a Super Bowl with in 2015, Gary Kubiak. And um, to me, this deal makes a lot of sense for Minnesota because they've given up, I think, 150 yards rushing in both of their games. So they've gotten pretty much gashed by uh, both the Packers and the Colts. And they need a run stopper. Uh, plus Anthony Barr's out. So I think this move um, makes a lot of sense for them. I don't think, um, you know, it doesn't solve the problem at quarterback. But, hey, they might get them the ball more often. <clears throat> Maybe their defense will be a little bit better against the run. Um, I think Minnesota – might have let too many of their corners walk this offseason. <laughs> Don't know. Did the Bengals take all of them? I think the Bengals took take... two. Uh, yeah. Trey Waynes and Mackenzie Alexander. Mackenzie right? Alexander. Trey, not a Wayans brother, Wayans. Todd Davis for Broncos fans, I think there are just two opinions about Todd Davis. Either you think he's a solid, underrated player or you don't think anything about him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was pretty um, – he was one of those two guys, I think, on that 2015 defense that was just really solid but never got any sort of – I don't know. Didn't get a lot of credit. It was him and Sylvester Williams. That, it, it's that was hard his to best talk season, Sylvester guys. Williams. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to talk about those guys just because, I don't know, you got to start with – Vaughn Miller and then DeMarcus Ware and uh, Keep Tlaib, Chris Harris, TJ Ward, Darian Stewart. Those are the guys that are making plays. But, uh, yeah, Todd Davis was a, a big part of that defense in the middle. Yeah, well, and he was playing, what, behind Brandon Marshall and Danny Trevathan or with alongside them? I think he, he was kind of coming in in, in situations. Yeah. That Early was... type stuff, short yardage. Yeah, Danny Trevathan was great that year. Brandon Marshall was also great. Uh, before everybody he got was hurt, pretty much great that year. <laughs> What's that? I said everyone was pretty much great yeah. that year on defense. I mean, before David Bruton got hurt, he was uh, he playing really well. His best year. Safety. Um, man, that defense was fun. <laughs> Imagine. Woo. Put that defense on the team right now with Jeff Driscoll. How many games they win, Will? How many games are there in a season? Uh, 16. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna go 16. 16-0. It's <laughs> That's really the crazy of part of it. Yeah, I mean, you can't – because we had the best offense in team history 
maybe in league history in 2013, the best defense, uh, definitely in team history. I think one of the top five ever in 2015. For sure. The fact that we couldn't, you know, 2014, they, you know, they almost intersected, but the offense fell apart at the end. Yeah. And those, those two at the same time, maybe the most powerful force in American sports ever. Yeah. Would you, would you trade Super Bowl 50 and cash in for Super Bowl 48 with uh, 2015 defense and that Peyton Manning offense? So we don't win Super Bowl 50. Yeah. But we get Super Bowl 48. Yeah. Man. I think with how devastating Super Bowl 48 was and how demoralizing it was, it kind of made the 2015 season a little bit sweeter. I don't know if you feel that way. Maybe, yeah. 20, that 2015 season was uh, – I thought it was over once Manning got benched, honestly. I was like, oh, it's – all this hope I, I sort of had is gone. And then – Yeah, an absolute roller coaster. It'll be like uh, – it's hard because NFL folklore and history – probably not going to look back at that 2015 Broncos season too often or with too much love because it was a defensive team and you had like some improbable sort of things happen with Brock Osweiler at quarterback some but it's I don't know it just seems like a team that isn't going to get the credit it ever deserves And that's probably also true with the 2013 Broncos offense being the best offense ever in a football right. season, nobody really talks about that anymore. They like forget. Yeah. They just forget outside of Broncos fans. Like, if you didn't watch that offense every week, you don't know. You just don't know. <laughs> but it was pretty, yeah, it was like nothing I've ever seen. I think history might, you know, in once we get a little more perspective, like 10, 20 years history might look a little more kindly on that team just because they were playing in, you know, the inflated offense era kind of starting in 2011 where where passing numbers just exploded. And in the era of passing and uh, higher scores and just inflated yardage, the Broncos won, you know, doing the complete opposite. Yeah. Well, and holding down, you know, the best offense. You know, probably the three of the best five offenses that year in, in Pittsburgh, New England, and Carolina. Yeah. And I think, too, like Manning was, you know, he was done. But what he was able to do, I guess, like at the line of scrimmage and yeah. not put the the team in too many bad positions once he returned – like just thinking about the offensive line being an issue basically ever since then should credit like how he was able to maybe avoid a lot of pass rush type mistakes that would have affected a QB like Brock Osweiler say in the postseason that Manning was able to mitigate just by knowing what the fuck the defense was going to do. Even if that meant like physically he wasn't going to threaten them with his arm anymore uh, is Gonna be is it's like one of the most impressive things that will never get discussed because 
you can't see it on a stat sheet. You can't look back. You you would have to watch through all of those games to really appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's kind of, you know, you can underscore that by looking at what Jeff Driscoll did when he came into the game last week. And it's not, it's not really a knock because of how little he had, you know, how many few reps he had yeah. in training camp plus no preseason really next to zero experience in that offense. Um, yeah. Just getting thrown into a game against maybe the best defense in the league. But there are a couple times where, the box was stacked or uh, imbalanced to one side and he didn't check out of a run um, that was heading in that direction. And then the fourth down play where uh, he gets the shotgun snap and then uh, I think it was Terrell Edmonds, yeah. not Tremaine Edmonds, that comes just totally unblocked um, to sack him and, and pretty much end the game. It's like, you know, maybe Peyton Manning doesn't make uh, some of those throws that Driscoll does in that game, 2015 Peyton Manning, of course. Yeah. But uh, he definitely checks out of those plays yeah. uh, and gets the offense in the right position. That was the difference out. that year. Or he uses, you know, he notifies Melvin Gordon that the the, the blitz is coming on that right side. Yeah. Un, unmanned blitz. Yeah, he, he'd give him a, uh, a goddamn it Donald and yeah. he would have picked up Edmonds. He would have picked up the, the, the two yards. On one of those yeah. plays, guaranteed. I, yeah, I mean, the coach or the Pat Shermer would have called for a run or called for a pass and then paid many like, what the fuck are we doing? It's third and two. Yeah. Let's run the ball. We got a clock to drain. Come on. Well, I guess that's kind of the hope going into this week. Uh, Jeff Driscoll, a little more prep under his belt. He'll be ready. Yep. Him and uh, Shermer will have a better understanding of each other, uh, as you do in a relationship. That's so right. hopefully Pat can call the game a little more efficiently to match what Driscoll does well. And Driscoll will be ready to handle maybe some, some, some pressures and identifying them. Like, I don't know overall what kind of quarterback he is at the line. Um, I do know they're going to get pressure from the Buccaneers, not maybe not quite what the Steelers were, but the, the Buccaneers came after the Panthers last week. It was, was it four, four, no, five sacks, I think, on, mm-hmm. on Teddy. And they got four turnovers. So two picks. They got a strip of Bridgewater. And then I don't know who else fumbled. Uh, I think a, one of the receivers, maybe. Um, yeah. But that is a little bit worrisome. But I am confident the Broncos can do less than four turnovers uh, yeah I'm confident that you know three maybe two would well, they've, be only, awesome. they've only had one in each game so far right it was the Gordon yeah. fumble week one and then the Cortland Sutton interception week two yeah I mean the fact that Driscoll is just getting Mauled. you know negative one second in the pocket to throw the ball and and on no instance did he just throw the ball directly to a defender it's pretty impressive and I think the more I think about that game the more impressed I am by Driscoll and kind of watching some of the cut-ups too like I was watching uh KJ Hamler plays 
and man, when, when Driscoll gets time, like it's, it's usually pretty much on the money. Um, so I think, yeah, that's obviously the key is, you know, in, in any game, we talk about it with Brady every time and, and getting the pass rush up the middle. But, yeah, I mean, it comes down to are they going to figure their shit out at right tackle? Are they going to put in DeMar Dotson, who is a, a former Buccaneer? Because right now the matchup uh, that we have to stay up all night worrying about is uh, Shaq Barrett against Elijah Wilkinson. Yeah, which is not the, uh, not bode well. I think the thing that's concerning here is at least earlier in the week, Fangio said he hasn't thought about replacing Elijah Wilkinson with Demar Dotson yet. Uh, if that's actually true, that's stupid. Uh, yeah, he's definitely thought about it. <laughs> I mean, Wilkinson gave up four sacks in the the first half of that game last week. So yeah, he was he was approaching Michael Schofield, Ty Sambrilo levels of uh, traffic coning out there. Yeah, I I don't I don't know what they'll what if I'll be discouraged if they leave Wilkinson in there and he's struggling and they don't do anything to remedy that. It'll yeah. it'll infuriate me. Let's put it that way. Right. It makes you wonder, too, because, like, we don't know behind the scenes what Dotson looks like, like what kind of shape he's in, how well he knows the scheme. But at a certain point, like, you're just – you're putting your quarterback in harm's way on every passing down by not making a switch. And we saw, like, to make the 2015 parallel again, like, how many – how many games were we just like yelling at the coaches to take out Michael Schofield and put in Tyler Palumbus? Yeah. And like Palumbus was so much more serviceable too when he went in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's never going to, you know, he's not uh, Orlando pace out there, but yeah, he's not going to get beat every single possession. Like he's probably going to be in position, not yeah. the strongest dude, not the quickest dude, but He's going to uh, he's going to get in the other guy's way just by yeah. virtue of like knowing what's coming. It's like when he got beat, it would be because the other guy just physically outplayed him. So yeah, which so, you can live with. Yeah, right. You get if you can have the guy doing the right things, not giving up five sacks in the game to one Khalil Mack, then yeah, you go with yeah. the guy who might give up two sacks. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and I mean. They couldn't have – because I saw someone complaining, you know, when we were talking about how good K.J. Hamler was, that, yeah, Hamler looked great in limited opportunities, but that second-round pick could have been a right tackle. It's like, well, you realize a year ago we made Juwan James the highest-paid tackle ever. And we were under the impression he was going to be playing back in So, yeah, I mean, I, I tweeted about it. I was like, because, <laughs> like, the whole thing, like, y- you couldn't be mad about Juwan James when he opted out, which, like, I get it. Um, you're like, everyone was, like, you know, beating each other to be the first to say, I, well, I respect his decision. I respect it, you know, this, right. this, and this. I respect his. And it was, like, almost refreshing to hear, like, when Chad came on, it was like, yeah, of course, of course, he's the one that opted out. <laughs> and just like 
and now like you know it doesn't change the fact that like yeah it's his decision and everything but seeing like how good the nfl's been about protocol and yeah uh, keeping players safe it feels like the safest place in the world right now is either in orlando florida in the uh nba playoff bubble yeah. or just yeah. like in an nfl facility or on a uh on a playing field no i think that's a really good point because obviously playing football is inherently dangerous but that's what you're getting paid for as a football yeah. player to take that risk and if you are in a position where you are being tested regularly and you're only around other people who have been tested regularly, like, I don't know what, you know, guys That's like James are doing at their home, yeah. but I, I've yet, I've never taken a COVID test. Uh, every time like I go out to the store or, you know, whatever, I'm probably at more risk than, an NFL player being around a bunch of other guys who have all been tested. So, yeah, that's a really good point. It's probably safer to be playing football for COVID purposes. Uh, yeah. Yep, I didn't even think of that. Will, if this were around the horn, I would give you like six points. <laughs> Just keep buzzing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that that part of it is just kind of hard it's to frustrating. watch. It's frustrating. Like it's you know what's you didn't sad know that like, necessarily like, as a fact ahead of the time when he opted out, but no, I mean it's fine. It's whatever, but it's it, it is what it, we'll just uh, we'll officially uh, put out a statement, and that statement is it is what it is. It is whatever. what it is. It's you know what's really sad is uh, uh, with everything that's happened to the Broncos in the last two weeks. We just spent like 10 minutes talking about right tackle. <laughs> All the shit that's gone All those horrible things and right tackle. overshadowed by the same problem we've had yeah. for six years. It's, yeah. It, it's almost like expecting, you know, and somebody you love who's a, an alcoholic to change. You no. know they're not going to. Uh, every year you get a little maybe more optim, optimism or something. Now they're, they're going to keep drinking at that right tackle spot. <laughs> You're doing it. Yep. I, so, will. I mean, yeah, it's Shaq Baird on that side. And then I, I actually feel a lot better about uh, Garrett Bowles versus Jason Pierre-Paul, who's had – he had two sacks on um, Sunday. Yeah, Bowles is – But Bowles is – Put together two Bowles is locking games. it down. Yeah. Got to uh, respect I mean, that. I like what I see. He's – we have no idea about the holding thing. We don't like we know they're calling fewer holdings. Which if they just do that, like yep. permanently, Garrett Bowles should make a hundred million dollars uh, in now, the off season. I uh was watching so like my new thing in the morning is feeding my daughter and I'll watch uh some good morning football and I'll mm. watch uh ESPN, just kind of flip back and forth the pin. So uh, I wasn't doing that before, but now I'm getting more support because I like I'm can't do anything with a, a baby in my hand. I've tried; it doesn't work. Uh, but they had uh, Troy Vincent on the head of uh, yeah officiating or NFLPA, NFLPA, some shit. But he was yeah. talking about how much the penalties are down. It's like it's like eleven or twelve a game per nineteen last year at this time. So much bigger improvement of not over officiating games like last year that was the whole first month was like why the fuck terrible yeah it was a big theme 
why would like what part of the NFL thought this was a good way to do anything? The whole argument, oh, they're just doing this now. So to establish this is how things are going to be, I guess to play devil's advocate, if you're looking at one thing, we have probably seen less like helmet to helmet hits and ejections. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe Definitely. It worked a little bit. And it's in that regard, yeah. I'll begrudgingly begrudgingly say it is nice seeing less of those because they're always fucking scary. Um, they had uh Yeah, but what about jacked up? You can't do that anymore. Oh yeah, no more jacked up, huh? The the death hits that used to happen. You now. just got jacked off. <laughs> we should do a we should do a segment called Jacked Off. Jacked off. And it's whenever um it's whenever, yeah, like a, a player accidentally touches another player's penis. <laughs> you just got we just one day <laughs> to hire one person to watch through all the games to find ac- accidental penis touches yeah it, if you feel like you can be that person please leave a comment below yeah <laughs> uh we're looking for somebody to join our jacked off uh, crew <laughs> it is a one-man crew don't worry about that uh nothing weird here <laughs> uh can't wait Speaking of jacked off, yeah, mid-roll section by DraftKings sponsor. <laughs> do, do, do they want that associated? Uh, this episode is care. sponsored by the Kings of the Draft. Week two of football is in the books. What week is it? It's week three. So week two of football is in the books. And now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three. There's no better place to get in on all of the action then with the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of Week 3, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. You can bet $1 on any team. If that team wins, you win $100. Uh, and if football's not for you, DraftKings is giving all of you MMA fans the same great offer to use this weekend at UFC 253. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Again, any team. You can pick any team, even the, the Bengals. You could pick the Bengals, bet a dollar on them. If they win, that's $100, probably the safest Bengals bet you'll ever make. Um, <clears throat> so you can 100x your money. That's $1 to win 100 with code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years or older. It is in Colorado only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Will, KJ Hamlers, who I wanted to talk about next. Oh yeah, I, I really quick. I have breaking news Uh-oh. from the wire. I'm gonna show it to you and everybody else. The boat, Blake Bortles. Oh, Bortles. He is in Denver. He chose Flacco's number, huh? He got Flacco's number. Flacco five on He's Blake here. Bortles. He's looking wow. good. He is what a man. Like a boat. How did he? What is the boat nickname? Where did that come from? 
Uh, I think it came from part of my take. Okay. Instead of the greatest of all time, they just started calling him the best of all time. Uh, so that's where Boat originated. Yeah. Or maybe the Blakest of all time. I think it's the uh, best, though. Maybe it is Blakest, because they have Blake of the Year, right? They do have Blake of the Year. Uh, KJ Hamler. Um, like you mentioned earlier, he looked good. Uh, couldn't predict that he wouldn't be a right tackle uh, during the draft. No. But uh, I've seen some clips now on Twitter. You put one in the uh, preview episode that will be up this weekend. But then there was a mic'd up segment um, where he makes Joe Hayden fall on his ass. Yeah, on a block. And uh, Joe Hayden just gets up and starts, like, laughing. Because he just, you know, got worked by a, a small, fast rookie. So he was impressed, I think. There will be a good connection between Driscoll and Hamler because it looks like Hamler is going to get wide open. I think we'll see more from Jerry Judy, who I think I read had more missed tackles, forced forced missed tackles of any of the rookie wide receivers. So maybe Judy's best game and maybe a breakout game for Hamler is what I'm hoping to see. Yeah, I mean, that's like the – you know, the positive spin on the Cortland Sutton injury, if there is one, is that these guys, like, they have to produce. They're going to be put out there, and I think they're going to do a great job. Yeah, it's funny watching Judy versus Hamler, and I love that, like, little hezzy step by Judy. Just if he did that to me, my ankles would, like, collapse in on themselves. He would just immediately turn my – yeah, turn my bones into lasagna – uh, but with KJ Hamler and, and Judy, Judy's like the smoothest looking receiver you'll see. Like everything just looks so fluid. And Hamler just looks like, I don't know. He's just like, he's just like a jitterbug type of player where it, it just looks like violent. Like the way he runs just looks like so like choppy and violent, but he's just such a dog and like gets open. You, I feel like he's like his limbs are going every which way and you can't even predict where he's going to go. That's how he gets so open. But he's just like, he's so quick and tiny. Like I, you know, I think he's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm excited in the, if you look back to the draft, the three speed guys were rugs, Jalen, uh, Rieger, Rager or Rieger. I always fuck this up. Uh, Rager. Rager. And then, yeah. uh, Hamler. And, Hamler was taken third of those guys. Rager's on IR for, uh, I don't know if it's the short term or he'll be back like after eight weeks. So I think uh, the Broncos made the smart decision there. Uh, Hamler, we'll, we'll say better than Rager and Judy over Ruggs. So you still, get, you still get the speed that, you know, Ruggs is bringing to the Raiders. Sure, the Raiders can have their two wins, but – the future, Broncos got the better weapons. Uh, yeah, we'll I chalk them up as uh, two symbolic Ws yep. and, and two symbolic losses. I wouldn't mind Las having Vegas. Josh Jacobs. <laughs> if I yeah. had one Raider, it would be Josh It'd be nice. Jacobs. Yeah, I mean, it would come in handy this week because uh, I was looking at the stats and, and Tampa pretty much shut down Alvin Kamara week one, at least rushing. And then Christian McCaffrey, before he got hurt, was putting up like three yards of carry. Nothing special for two of the best running backs uh, in the NFL. Yeah, 
I mean, the Bucks have a pretty stout front seven. Um, and Dominican Sue's playing pretty well. I fucking forgot he's even on that team. Yeah. And then, you know, Vita Vea's uh, really coming into his own as a nose tackle. Like, he had a solid year last year. So, and who's their other one? Uh, oh, yeah, William Golston. Um, mm-hmm. Like, they got good, good run-stuffing big dudes up front. And then two solid linebackers in uh, Levante David and Devin White. So, yeah, I can see why they're shutting down the run. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Broncos run more with Driscoll. Um, but it's like the a way you, you always negate sort of a, a pass rush is with your screen game, right? If you yeah. can get those quick screens. Uh, I just – the Broncos haven't felt like a good screen team for a long time. Forever. Yeah, since since Manning was dropping them off to no Sean Moreno. Yeah. So, it's like I don't know if I see that happening. Um, Maybe. It could happen. I guess – I know they, they did activate Levante Bellamy last week, but he didn't play didn't at all. Didn't see him, yeah. He's didn't kind of that – I mean, Melvin Gordon's got hands. He's got nice hands, so maybe they can just – because the only way Kamara and McCaffrey nicer, were having Nicer success, hands than Cavs, for sure. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, they got to get – I guess they got to get Melvin Gordon involved in the passing game is what I was working towards there as I figured it out in my brain. Um, he did catch a touchdown last week. Um, yeah, like a, kind of but, a deep pass. Yeah, it's like a kind of low percentage pass that they that they completed – but yeah, no, I agree. Um, slow down the pass rush with uh, – and he was wide open on the fourth and two play. He was running a little angle route uh, that cut inside. But, I mean, maybe the reason he was so wide open is because he was supposed to chip or just block Edmonds. So, yeah. And I think Driscoll kind of got a little bit of the uh, deer in the headlights sort of thing there. A little bit, yeah, that's because fair. Because if Driscoll knew that was coming, he could have at least thrown it away at Melvin Gordon's feet. So you don't take the uh, intentional grounding. On fourth down, though, does a sack really fucking matter versus an incompletion? I guess not. No, not really. <laughs> I guess and not. You, know, you know how we were talking about, like, holy shit, how did James Conner have 100 yards in that game? Well, we had that, like, 60-yard run, uh, like, right at the very end. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. No wonder. It does. It, that, yeah, it's such like a – Because – Come on. That's, that, doesn't count. that doesn't count. The the Broncos have been pretty good against the run. Um, they had yeah. Derrick Henry week one. So, I think they're ready for a Leonard Fournette type back because I think Henry and Fournette are similar, in my opinion, in terms of running style. Uh, of course, the Bucks have Ronald Jones to be that change of pace guy. But the defensive line now, Draymond Jones is hurt. Uh, Demarcus Walker's not playing. And so their depth might be a bit of an issue there. But they yeah. still have Jarrell Casey, uh, Mike Purcell. Who's been I, awesome. Yeah, I think they can hold their own against Tampa's rushing attack would, would be my optimistic guess. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, Brady's kind of like uh, Manning in that he'll check the offense and the <laughs> good running plays. But ah, fuck, let's. I guess we'll talk about Tom Brady now. Yeah. What uh, What's been your? I know um, the Broncos were playing while the the Bucks were playing last week, so he didn't get to watch the full game or anything. But what's been your read on him and kind of the rest of the team so far? I think they're just on Brady. We'll we'll narrow it down to Brady. What's your read on him? My read is they need time together. Um, yeah, I think last week they benefited from a bunch of turnovers and they were able to capitalize on an early lead. But after that, they weren't. The offense wasn't super impressive. But it also didn't have to be right. So, yeah, um, Gronk zero catches. You know they're not forcing him into into the game plan, which is probably smart. Uh, Mike Evans had a productive day. They get Chris Godwin back. I think that's a huge boost in their passing game. Of course, everybody on, on Denver's defense is out, and the one guy who is questionable uh, for Tampa Bay is uh, gonna play. Yeah. How perfect. Yeah. So you know they haven't got they don't they haven't used Cameron Bright. Um, it's, I think they're just figuring out how to play together. And I mean, Brady with his new receivers, Brady and Bruce Arians, um, if they're going to be good, you'll see it in the next few weeks. I hope they don't have some breakout performance this weekend. There's, I mean, they've got everything. They've got two running backs producing. They have all these wide receiver weapons. They beat a shitty Panthers team. They lost to the Saints. Like they haven't done anything that says they're like a number, a top five offense yet. It's just like the potentials there, and I think everybody's waiting for it to click. Uh, I don't know if it will this season, but if I'm at, if you're asking me, like, is can Tom Brady still produce? I believe he can. He's looked, he's looked like he's in better health or better shape than Drew Brees. But also, I saw Drew Brees has ranked, like, the last four or five years almost dead last in the NFL on yards per attempt throwing-wise. So, uh, again, the difference for Brees was he didn't have Michael Thomas um, to help get that offense over the hump. But that's what I think when I look at Tampa Bay. I just don't want them to click this weekend. Yeah, the I'm kind of I'm with you there. The perfect time to play them would have been week one. Yeah, really. And I guess it is. It's better to play them week three than week thirteen, um, because then they might have really figured it out. Because like you know, you remember when Peyton Manning came to Denver in, in 2012? Like it hit. It took until halftime of that Chargers game for things to click perfectly, and that by then that's like. Uh, that's five and a half games in. So maybe that's that's the sweet spot. Yeah. And and Gronk, like you said, uh, nothing last week. He's He's got two catches for 11 yards through two games, and he only got targeted once in that Panthers game. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see how many. He played four, and he played 42 snaps. So that's kind of a big deal. They're using him maybe to block a lot. I don't know. Um, he's out there. He's out there. Guess how many – guess the percentage of uh, snaps he played for the Buccaneers offense. 90. 69. 
Oh. Yeah. Of course. Stat of the day, baby. He was ready. He knew. He, he knew did. what he was doing. The upside is what Tampa scored 31 on the Panthers. Yeah. Broncos defense is a lot better than Carolina's. I would agree with you. So uh, in that respect. Like I kind of look at it almost so Ryan Tannehill this season right now is six touchdowns, zero picks. So he's playing playing really, really well. And he looked, you know, all right against the Broncos. Smart, but wasn't doing anything crazy. I feel like it's going to be the same sort of thing with Brady, where it's probably not going to be your typical Brady performance where he's throwing for over 300 yards and has, you know, three touchdowns or whatever. But I don't see him making a lot of mistakes unless the Broncos can get more pressure uh, than they have the last two games. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, but, like, he has made mistakes in the first two games. Yeah, I'm saying – Not that everyone was his fault, but part of it's miscommunication. Uh, Mike Evans won. Everyone, you know, was very quick to uh, to blame that on Mike Evans, which it turned out to be true. And he throws that uh, really bad interception to Janoris Jenkins. But then just had like a, a terrible overthrow in the Panthers game. I don't know who he was shooting for. Maybe like Scotty Miller. And then overthrew about, <laughs> about like three feet. And um, Dante Jackson picked it off and, and returned it a really long ways. But, yeah, I mean – he has been making mistakes. It's not like the, the Patriots offense where everything's so calculated right now that um, it's totally turnover reverse. Um, he actually has been throwing the ball downfield, which is what we're used to seeing out of the Bruce Arians offense, not what we're used to seeing out of the Tom Brady offense. So like fairly, you know, mixed results. He had a really nice uh, back shoulder touchdown to right. Mike Evans last week. Had a few big plays to Mike Evans. Um, and then there's a flea flicker to yeah. – I can't remember the guy's name. Um, the fourth receiver there in Tampa Bay. Like Justin. And Adam, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll think of it. Miller. Um, no, that's Scott Miller. Yeah. Uh, but the dude is wide open, and he overthrew him by like seven yards. And it, it was like a it was a total layup touchdown and it ended up being like a twenty five yard gain because Brady just underthrew it so badly. Well, maybe he he will slip. Uh, Justin, 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 Justin Watson. Justin Watson. Yeah. Well, we shall see. For this to work, the Broncos' rookie corner's got to play better. Um. We broke down O.J. Moutier uh, quite a bit. I think he can play better. <laughs> I agree. I hope so. Um, he can't. Or, like, there's definitely uh, room for improvement. Will he? Will he? Who knows? So, the starters, what, Bryce Callahan, O.J. Moutier, and Isang Bassey? Isang Bassey, Yeah. Uh, Dassey, we haven't really heard much from, which I guess is a good thing. Yeah. Devontae Harris is a little banged up. Don't know if he'll be playing. So maybe that means Bosby's back out there. Don't know. I, I think it should mean that, yeah. 
that seems to be uh, the case. Who knows? Like maybe I kind of doubt it with how they've um, played Wilkinson, but I could see Bosby out there for more snaps than OJ Moody at this point. I mean, I yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be surprised. No, no, neither would I. I. I mean, it's it's one of those things that he got targeted by a veteran quarterback who who tend tends to do those sort of things, and the other guy is going to do that relentlessly. Is yeah, it's Brady. Yeah, Brady will go after a a weak rookie. Yeah. I felt like that was Manning's thing for so long is he would just abuse the worst corner on the other team. Whether it was like Rock Alexander or like Parrish Cox or that one Chiefs game where he threw like four touchdowns directly over the head of Marcus Cooper. Yeah, he was a master of knowing which guys mentally exploit. I think if, yeah, if if he were playing the Broncos on Sunday, Michael O.J. Mudia would be – He'd be in for uh, a, a traumatic, a traumatic game at a corner. You know who Peyton? The longest Peyton. day, starring John Wayne. Ooh, the longest day. Uh, you know what Manning would be really good at? What's that? Sports DraftKings. DraftKings yeah. sports <laughs> Use promo code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings for their one-time offer. That's turning one dollar into a hundred dollars if you can get peyton manning's phone number call him up ask him what what he likes for over unders in this game uh the points with buccaneers favored by six do you take the broncos in the points i say the broncos haven't given up more than six points in a game this season uh five last week to the steelers just two to the titans and I think the Steelers and the Titans are similar in talent to what the, the Buccaneers are. So the Denver defense going to keep teams close. I would bet on that. You got Manning on the phone there, Will? I, I just typed in the 303 area code plus um, 6266464, uh, which is just Manning. Oh. So I wanted to see if that worked. It didn't, it, uh, it, didn't work. Was just a pizza place. It was just. If you can't get a hold of Peyton directly, just go ahead and download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Again, the promo code is DNVR. Really easy to remember when you sign up. Uh, Pick any team during week three, bet $1 on that team, and you could win $100. That's $1 to win $100 when you use the code DNVR for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be how many years of age, Will? Uh, Six. Six plus 15. 21 years of age. 21. And this is for Colorado only. There are eligibility restrictions that apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. That's, you got to do that voice for when the <laughs> Yeah, you got to do it super fast. And you got to do it fast. Uh, okay, final prediction for this. Race may apply. <laughs> oh, yeah. You wanted to address this uh, Trevor Lawrence thing, right? Yeah, I guess we could. We don't have to. 
Might as well, no, we need we need to kill a little time. Okay. Just like five minutes. Oh, all right. Yeah. So I mean, as soon as Drew Lock went out, uh, everyone was like, "Okay, we're gonna really suck now. Let's get Trevor Lawrence." Um, I think people said that a little hastily. Yeah. It felt <laughs> a little defeatist to me. How fickle are Broncos like fans if Drew Lock's pretty cowardly? Out yeah. for a few weeks and like time to get Trevor Lawrence. Drew Locks is is a failure already. Uh, I will yeah, say first this. Of all, it's not going to happen. But Drew yeah, Locks, go ahead. That injury has taught Drew Lock when to let a play be over. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Well, you would assume like he was stumbling. He was trying to save himself, and by trying to extend the play there, which I've previously said the quarterback's greatest strength outside of accuracy is play extension. Uh, but in that situation, it's like you just got to go down and live live for the next yeah. play. Like, you would not see Tom Brady trying to get up there. You would not see Peyton Manning do that except for the one time when he did it against Dave Damashek's Steelers, which we talked about in that last podcast. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, it was just an awkward position to try to be recovering. It's a freak thing. So I don't foresee that type of injury happening again in that situation. Uh, my point is, I don't think you should judge Drew Locke on, based on that play of him getting hurt. And I don't – I guess now he's fallen on his thumb and he's fallen on his shoulder. So two yeah, injuries. He's just got to find something better to fall on. Both times he was almost doing something similar where he's like tripping and then – Trying yeah. to stay up. So, Drew, just go down, buddy. Sometimes he's, you he's just going to fall right on his face, which you can play with a broken face. Yeah. Basically, you want a quarterback who skateboarded when they were, like, in middle school. Philip Rivers has been doing it for years. So, they learn how to fall. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Rivers. Um, yeah. So, the Trevor Lawrence thing, it's, uh, they would take him if he was there. If they had the number one but, pick. That for that to happen, Locke would have to play really badly when he gets back. Yeah, that's so fair. If the Broncos are in the position to take him, it's because Drew Locke is came back and was bad. bad. Yeah, I mean, they, you could argue like he could get hurt again, but um, even then, like with with Driscoll going all the way, I don't see them getting the number one pick. Um, the one thing I was worried about is you know, say they're in the top five, which there's a possibility that could happen. And then they get a shot at the two other big quarterbacks who are um, Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. And then Justin Fields from Ohio State. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't like that. I think Trey Lance is the better, um, the better player. I'm not a big Justin Fields guy, but um, yeah, I would say don't take a quarterback unless something catastrophic happens with Drew Locke. I would uh, agree with that. Injury or performance, uh, but yeah. You know who you should take Lawrence there? is the only one to take. Best tackle available in the draft. Yeah, Peony Sewell. Ooh. Pene. Ooh. Oh, Pene yeah, Oregon. Sewell. Take the Oregon Duck. Peony Sewell. Um. Oh, yeah, because I was predicting that's what would happen to the Jets this year, is they'll end up with the number one pick, and then they'll trade Sam Darnold to get some stuff in return. Might have called it. Yeah. Sam Did Darnold you see that throw from Darnold? Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. 
it, yeah, it's like if Pat Mahomes did that, he would be uh, he would just I, he'd be sucked off like that left-handed throw again for years. Years. Uh, they would submit. They would send his jersey to Canton. Yeah, he, he, he would. Yeah, first player to be inducted while playing. Yeah, that throw is like more impressive than anything I've seen. It, it defies physics. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, he's running left. He slings it cross cross body a bit in deep middle of the field. To a receiver running the opposite direction. Yeah, it's a pretty throw. Right on the money. Like not just got it there. Hit him right in stride so he could run for a touchdown. Yeah, he, it's just unfortunate he's a jet. Yeah, it was. It reminded me of like a like a cowboy like shooting from his hip like while he was running <laughs> to his left. Yeah, it's it why made no sense. It's why people are anatomically still, still high on Darnold. Yeah, I mean, everybody around him sucking. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the Patreon prediction episode. Uh, but who are you taking for the Broncos? Uh, I'm gonna take Tampa Bay. Ooh. Don't want to do it. All right, I'm going to take the Broncos. I said I'm going to pick them for all of September. And uh, my big prediction is Broncos escape this game mostly healthy. Put that pipe and smoke it. All right, thanks for listening to the Broncos Bucks podcast here on That's Good Sports, partnered with DNVR. We love you guys. Good night. And good luck. Uh, (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Check it out, baby. Check it out, baby. Week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three. There is no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week three, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? You can't. Don't worry, if football's not for you, DraftKings is giving all of you MMA fans the same great offer to use for this weekend's UFC 253. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week three, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use the promo code DNVR during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.